0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank & Trust, member FDIC.
1: Practice created a different habit for passion. I find it harder to make an action. play action. Look, bumps. Goes down the middle. Touchdown, Arkansas!
0: Oh, my! Oh! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority.
2: Sterner throws, caught. Emmanuel comes An annual to Arkansas!
0: With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from.
1: Sterner, very confident.
0: Going down the middle. Oh, wow, this Clint Sterner, he's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner.
1: straight to the brandon moving and storage hotline and bring in clint sterner clint how you doing
2: man i'm doing well fellas how y'all doing
1: fantastic it's a friday uh has gone so we're uh, just kind of <laughs> running around doing whatever we want to do you know boss is gone so heck yeah let's get it done
2: <laughs> that's beautiful i love it man well let's get it man let's get it it's a beautiful friday
1: all right, what do you want to see this weekend? Uh, FCS team, Missouri State, a team uh, you know you should win. What is it you want to see out of this team?
2: Well, I mean if I'm being honest on a personal note, um, I've said this multiple times this week, man. There there was one there's been one time since I was introduced to the University of Arkansas where I topped the heel and everybody knows the heel you top where you look down on the the town of Fayetteville, and 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 you can see the the baseball stadium and the and the football stadium. And well, that, that's always been a, a moment where I got chills, and, and there's a there's a level of excitement that just goes through the roof. And it didn't matter if I was a student and I was playing, or if I was just a fan and I was going up there for a good time, man. It was always a beautiful moment when you top that hill. Except for one time when Bobby Petrino, after he did what he did, and we don't need to rehash that. And, and put Hawk Nation through that right now, but we all know what I'm talking about. I topped that hill, and and uh, there was a bit in my stomach, man. It was, it was a bad feeling. It's the only time that I can recall having that feeling. And um, with that said, personally, you know, I, I would like to see the, the Arkansas Razorback stomp a mud hole in Petrino's ass. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest. So, so personally, personally, I I, I want to see that, but but I think. You know, there's some things that we can dig into, um, football-wise, more specific that I think Arkansas needs to do and, and should do this week um, on both sides of the football. And I'm looking forward to chopping that up with y'all.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I got to think, uh, and, and Acre has seen Missouri State play. UCA ran the ball effectively on them. They gave up 30 something points to Tennessee Martin. I just got to think Arkansas offensively should have their way and score a, as many points as they want to.
2: Well that's that's where where I think this thing starts. You know, I you know where I'm at with I, I think Arkansas should come out every game. I don't care who the opponent is and, and try to establish the run including KJ Jefferson between the tackles. That that's specific. I think that's what Arkansas should do because if they can do that then then it's going to be a long day for the opponent and, and it's going to be mm-hmm. um you know, I think the defensive game plan should should adjust accordingly. I think it's that powerful if Arkansas can run Run the ball inside, and when I say defensive game plan, I mean Barry Odom and Arkansas defense, not not the opposing team. Um, but but this week, I think it's I think it's even more so important. I, I think you've got to go in. I think you got to establish dominance. I do think it's important early to not only establish, you know, that you're going to run the football, but also keep the football out of Bobby Trino's hand. Um, you know, don't don't let the fact that Bobby's at a small school. And they don't have necessarily the Jimmy and Joe's that, that Arkansas has. Don't don't let that smooth taste fool you now. He, he's got some – he is one of the best offensive minds in the game. We all know that firsthand. And I, I guarantee you he's, he's licking his chops at, uh, at what he's seen on film from Arkansas secondary. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, offensively I'd like to see these guys go in there and, and not only establish the run as they should do against anybody, but really dominate the clock in the first half. To, to get them a, a, a good lead and a firm grasp on the ball game, and not let by Petrino's group think they have life.
1: Clint, for the second straight week, Arkansas—you uh, know—they they jumped out to a lead, uh, had a you know two-score lead at the half, and. Uh, but South Carolina, kind of like uh, first week with Cincinnati, they score in the third quarter. It's a one-possession game, but I like the way Arkansas responds both times in the third quarter, and then they put it away. What do you? What do you? What's this do for an offense? When? Because look, they haven't trailed yet, so we don't know what they're going to do when they trail. But at least when they've been pushed a little bit in the third quarter, they've responded.
2: Pushed back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I think they. That's one. That's one. Uh, I think characteristic of a, a veteran-led team. I think we got Bumperpool on one side of the ball, and and you've got KJ Jefferson on the other. I, I, I think the the tendency for for the team on either side of the ball to blink when the game gets close or or when it's a, a critical moment in the game, I think it's significantly minimized. I I, I don't I don't you know, I'm not I'm not, gonna, I'm not ready to say because we haven't seen it. I'm not ready to say this year that what well, the guys. Are, These guys are bulletproof, you know, and late in, in, in critical moments and they're just, they're going to stay the course. I'm not ready to to give them, I'm not ready to pat them on the back to that degree yet, but I, I do think this being a more mature group, um, across the board, but definitely a more mature group from a leadership perspective, you got guys that understand that there's ebbs and flows, there's games are going to be close late, teams are going to respond. Um, and, and like to your point, like, I mean, I knew I, on the Hogs Plus halftime show that I do. I, I talked about it. I said Spencer Rattler's going to come out, and they're going to sling the football all over the park. And he's going to—he is going to try to make this thing interesting. Um, and, and, and he did that, and that. That's exactly what he did. So it, it's no secret. I mean, they're going to come out. And they're going to this week, Bob Petrino. He's going to come out. They're going to sling the ball all over the park. They're going to try to take advantage of a secondary that's injured. And 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 I think the leaders on this football team know that, guys. They know that. At any point in time in today's game, when you've got Spencer Rattler or when you've got Bobby Petrino, when you've got those caliber players or coaches on the opposing sideline, your ass better not blink because they can put up they can put up seven or put up fourteen in a hurry and change the change the dynamic of the game. And I think our guys understand that.
1: Clint, one of the issues around here, and I hear it over and over, is that the quarterbacks are missing open receivers, and it scares the fans. But, you know, I always reply there's a reason why they're missing open receivers. They're, they're getting some pressure on the quarterback. They're rattling those quarterbacks. Rattler was rattled at times last week. Arkansas had six sacks. They're number three in the country. Uh, that's not counting the quarterback pressures. You got quarterbacks running just when you're hit time after time after time, when you're all, always running, you're off your spot. What's that do to a quarterback?
2: Well, I think there's that. That's what I love about Barry Odom. I mean, I mean, we can get off the schematics of it, but but there's really no need. I mean, ultimately, what what Barry Odom does is, um, you know, he forces a quarterback to work post snap, and 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 I don't mean physically work. I mean mentally work. I, you know, when, you know, when he's in that three three five, it it ends up or three two six, whatever the hell you want to call it, a bunch of DBs, and they're dropping seven or eight guys to the coverage. You know, post snap, you may you may see. And that don't get, it doesn't, don't get off in the weeds on this. It doesn't matter, but you may see pre snap cover two. And then when you snap the football, take your eyes down to, to see the catch, to see the snap from the shotgun in the center. And you look back up, all of a sudden they've gone from cover two to cover three. And now as a quarterback, I've got to readjust. I got to rethink it. I got to, I got to recalibrate. Okay. Now if it's three, I'm going this direction. If it's two, I'm going that direction. Okay. Who am I reading? And Barry Odom does a great job of making quarterbacks work pre and post snap. and, and then uh, to, to your point, when they do dial up pressures out of some of the same looks, one they disguise them well, but but two they they make the quarterback then work physically, right? All of a sudden now you've got to you've got to work the pocket. All of a sudden you've got to extend the play, and and you've got a guy like Bumper Pool or Drew Sanders bar- barreling down on you, and those guys are not only faster than most quarterbacks, they're they're I mean they're elite tacklers in the game right now. So. I I love what Barry Odom does for several reasons, but but I I think we can put it all under one umbrella, and that umbrella is he never makes it simple mentally or physically for, and I'm talking about at the same time. Like, very rarely do you go up to the line of scrimmage as a quarterback and go, okay, mentally I know exactly what they're doing, and physically I'm going to catch this snap and I'm going to throw this football to this guy. Like, very rarely does he allow a quarterback to do that, and – I'm just a firm believer in because i tried to do it. I, I mean, I've been there. I've done it. I, I know how difficult it is. It it was – guys, it was tenfold. When a team would line up and show me what they were going to do and the corner was soft on Anthony Lucas, I'm throwing a hitch to Anthony Lucas. If the, if the corner was pressed and there was no detail, I'm throwing the, the fade to Anthony Lucas. If they're in a shell with two receivers on the roof, we're going to run the football. I'm going to work Jodine Davenport over the middle. I mean, it, it was – when teams just lined up and showed me what they were going to do, hey, man, it was fun. Football was a really, really good time, and it was easy. Boy, you get a defense out there just roaming around, rolling around, all of a sudden I start questioning, damn, am I good enough? Am I, am I seeing this clear? Can I, can I handle this for four quarters? So I, I really love what Barry Odom does in terms of making a quarterback work.
1: Don't get too deep in this, but how often is he changing defense? Are we talking every play at something different or every series? or How many different looks is he given a game?
2: Wow. I think a lot of them, I mean, hell, they're going from, they're going, I mean, a lot, a lot of teams West will go, you know, are three down teams, or four down, four defensive linemen teams, or three defensive, and they never get out of that three, four. Hell, Barry Odom's changing, he's changing from drive to drive. Last week, I think it was last week, I'm trying to get my first week and second week mixed up, but I think it was last week, he comes out, he's in three down, and that three down is usually when when they're dropping seven or eight guys into coverage, so now as a quarterback, I'm having to basically throw the football through a picket pin, right? And then the next, the next series they come out and they're in four down. So now all of a sudden they got two defensive ends screaming a field, and now I've got to really be conscious and have to work up in the pocket in order to buy a little bit of time. So, I mean, usually when and, and when on TV copy I can't see all the all the different coverages, but I, I do know that they play multiple coverages. They bring multiple pressures, and on top of that, as I as I just said, they'll, they're they're playing multiple fronts. Um, I, I think there's a handful of teams in America that do that. They go from 3 4 to 4 3, from pressure to zone, dropping eight into coverage to bringing six into pressure. Um, I, I think he. I don't know the number, Wes. I can't put a percentage on it, but, but I would say he is one of the more multiple defensive coordinators in terms of what he's doing schematically in, in all of college football.
0: In a game where the Hogs are expected to win comfortably, how important do you think it is to get Hornsby some snaps at quarterback?
2: Yeah, I think it's very important, but it's not a priority. Um, okay. You know, I, I think I think what we got to do, and what I think Kendall Browz has done, hopefully he's done, is he's got to figure out what what the Arkansas offense looks like. With Malik Hornsby at quarterback, because it's significantly different than what it looks like with with mm-hmm. KJ Jefferson. And, and and last year, particularly, I'm I'm looking back specifically at the A and M game last year. Arkansas wins that game. I mean, very convincingly. If KJ Jefferson doesn't get hurt, there was probably four critical series late in that ball game where Malik Hornsby got in there, and it was literally deer in the headlights. And you mm-hmm. know, you expect that from a young quarterback a lot of times. But but I, I I'll put. And I know Kendall. Kendall. I mean, Kendall will probably tell you this. I put some of that on Kendall browse I, I put that, that the the thought of putting a young kid in there and just going, "Hey, let's survive," um, is what it appeared to be. I, I think Kendall browse this year will have a better grasp on exactly what this offense looks like with Malik Hornsby in the game. I'll give you an example. Like with 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 KJ Jefferson in the game, you're 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 running a. I mean, your run game consists of your quarterback plus one powers and and. and and all that stuff inside downhill, more physical style run game. When Malik Hornsby gets in there, you're, you're they, they do the the quarterback the, the zone read stuff. They do that with KJ Jefferson, but I think the the mindset changes to where you want to get Hornsby on edge. Um, I, I think you know when Hornsby's in there, we got to see a lot more of the east and west sideline to sideline motion to where we're threatening them with speed off the end as well as with his speed the opposite direction. So. Um, I think that the game, the game plan changes slightly, not drastically, but the game plan changes slightly. And I don't know that we've seen that. I don't know that that's, I don't know if that has happened the times that we've seen Malik Hornsby. And I think I think Riles will even tell you that they got to change things up, game plan wise, with him in the game. But to answer your question, I think it's very important, but it's not priority.
1: Gotcha, Clint. What are you thinking Saturday? What What are we going to see?
2: Well, I, I think again, I, I keep going back to Ken, Kendall Brows and, and Sam Fitney because I think they set the tone. But um I, I think you see a team that comes out in, in the first in the first quarter, they make a statement of I don't care if our opponent is uh, is a smaller school or a bigger school. It doesn't matter if we're playing down, if we're playing uphill. We're going to establish a run between the tackles, and I think you see that. You know, a lot of teams, it, it, it's it's. You know, you want to versus this football team, you want to say, okay, well, Arkansas needs to come out and work on their, their, their deficiencies and work on their weaknesses on both sides of the football. Okay. Let's do that in the second half, right? Let's do that. Let's do that late in the first half after you've established a, a, a lead and a dominance and, and a physical presence. I, I, I think what we see, West is a commitment to the identity that Arkansas is. Um, and, and that gives them a, a comfortable comfortable lead and a good feeling going into halftime. I, I hope that's what we see. I think that's what we see, a lot like what we saw against South Carolina. Just repeat that right there, and then if Malik Hornsby is what you want to do in the second half, getting some work, that's great. If you want to come out for the second half and go two drives with KJ Jefferson and maybe try to throw it around the park a little bit and get get some, some game-time reps from the pocket processing and distributing the football, then, then so be it. But that first quarter... The first quarter and really first half, but the first quarter of every football game this year, guys, offensively should look the same. And then when you flip the when you flip the, the, the flip it over to the defensive side of the football, man, I, I would just like to see Arkansas really force uh, this offense to, to go 10, 11, go 13 play drives to score. Don't 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 give up the big play early because that's just the momentum that changes the dynamic of the game. Um, keep keep everything in front of you and, and make Bobby's squad work.
1: Like it, hey Clint. Before I let you go, I got to ask, what's going on with a And M quarterback situation? You guys, have you heard anything down in Houston? What uh, uh, what's Jimbo thinking this week?
2: Yeah, I mean Max Johnson's going to start this week. It looks like that news broke. We, we got word yesterday, and then late last night, it actually actually got announced. I don't know. I, I think it's still sourced, and I see. I think it's still a leaked story, but it looks like Max Johnson. Is going to start at A&M. And then, look, I, I, I'm torn here because I, I, I think it's the right thing to do is to go to the veteran quarterback to transfer from LSU. I, I think it's the right thing to do at A&M. Hell, I, I thought it was the right thing to do from the jump was to go with the veteran quarterback to keep to keep from happening what happened in terms of losing to a team that you should beat. I, I think Max Johnson raises their floor and gives them a chance to, to, to play better football offensively. Um, but, but I'm torn because I don't think Haynes King should be benched, if that makes sense. This, this isn't a Haynes King problem in in College Station. It's a Jimbo Fisher problem. And so um, I think Max Johnson makes him a better football team. I think Max Johnson has the ability to overcome some of the things that Jimbo Fisher is rolling out there that are that are suspect offensively. But um, I, I still think this is a football team that's in trouble. I, you know, their they're, they're offense, um, from a from a scheme perspective, from a de- development perspective, uh, from a play calling perspective, they are really really struggling. And they got exposed last week when not only, not only did they lose to an at state football team, but at state was more prepared. They were more physical. They they were more creative. They they, they had better quarterback play. The play calling was better on both sides of the ball. Um, they they didn't just lose the game last week. They they got they got shown up on several different fronts. So. Max Johnson, it looks like he's gonna be the guy, but I don't know that it's gonna fix what's going on in college station.
1: Very well put. Thank you, Clint. Hope it I hope you have a great weekend. You, we'll talk to you Monday.
2: You got it, man. Go hog.